Before we get to the podcast, I wanted to make sure that you knew that my online knee course with Lenny Macrina is on sale for $200 off this week. If you want to learn exactly how to evaluate and treat the knee, you're going to love our comprehensive course where we cover our clinical examination, exercise progressions, and specific information on ACL, meniscus, patellofemoral, articular cartilage, osteoarthritis, and so much more. Plus, you can earn a ton of CEU credit. The course is on sale this week for $200 off. Head to MikeReynolds.com slash knee for more information and to sign up today. On this episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show, we talk about using outcome measures in physical therapy to help us determine both progress and maybe what to do with our patients. The Ask Mike Reynolds Show. Helping people feel better, move better, and perform better. Before we get to the podcast, I wanted to make sure you knew about my free online course on the introduction to performance therapy and training. If you want to learn how to get started optimizing and enhancing performance, this is the course for you. Head to MikeReynolds.com slash performance to sign up today. Welcome back, everybody, to the latest episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show. I am up here in Boston, champion PT in performance with some of our PTs and strength coaches here. We have Lisa Russell, Dan Dan Pope, Mike Scaduto, Dewesh Podell, Lenny Macrina, all here answering your questions. Anything you guys want to talk about, PT, performance, fitness, business, career advice, anything you guys want, head to MikeRonald.com, click on that podcast link, and be sure to ask away. Lenny, who's uh, who's asking our, our question today? Looks like uh, Katie's back in her Looks alpha like, role. Yes, Katie, uh, Katie Stone from UNLV will be asking the question today. She has... Uh, just done an amazing job uh, just emerging as a, the alpha student and looking forward to the next however long she's got left. Uh, we have Brendan Gates sitting in the back shaking his head. I guess he doesn't agree with that statement. Um, he is from Duke University, so we'll be uh, calling Duke to figure out why Brendan disagrees. And we have, just kidding, and we have uh, Jonathan Sandberg uh, from the Creighton University in Omaha, Nebraska, the home of Warren Buffett. I, I feel like I feel like this is our coolest group of last names for students that for like nicknames. Like we got Stony, Gatesy, even Sandberg's just like kind of a cool name, Sandy. So we got Gatesy, Stony, and Sandy. Love it. I love it. That's I mean, this is the best group ever. So we have to be careful. Katie's mom watches the podcast. Just wanted everybody to know that. So be careful. Katie, Katie, what do we have for a question today? <laughs> All right. We got JD from Minnesota. He says, hello, champion PTs. Do you find outcome measures to be helpful in your reasoning for patient progress? I don't find them as helpful from a decision-making perspective. How often is it useful versus necessary for insurance? P.S. Who is the best arm wrestler of your staff? Ooh, wow. Dempo. 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 I know if you had to put, if you had to put money, I feel like we should do like a uh, NCAA bracket, right? Cause it's not fair to just say damp up maybe, but like maybe well, he gets taken down at some point. Uh, by say, he's, probably, he's probably done this before. Yeah. He's, he's probably competed in some weird, like New Jersey arm wrestling competition. <laughs> That's probably true. In elementary school. I'll tell you what. Jersey's has, wild. Has anybody here actually participated in an officiated arm wrestling event? I Absolutely not, but Dan Pope, I, I promise I'm coming for you. 
<laughs> awesome. All right. Good, good question, JD. So outcome scales. And what I like what JD said for outcome measures here is that, um, is it helpful? He's asking like from a decision-making perspective, meaning like, is he going to do something different? Is he going to treat differently? Is he going to change his treatment progression based on an outcome of like a subjective scale? Or is this just something to document progress for insurance? So uh, who wants to start with this one? I think this is a good question. Uh, Dan, did, yeah. Do you, you, you got some thoughts on this? Yeah, I understand what you're saying. I mean, if someone has an Achilles rupture and you're using like a lower extremity functional scale, which maybe the insurance company wants, there's maybe two questions on that whole list that are relevant to their injury. And it may look like they're making no progress whatsoever. They get cut off by insurance. It's a huge pain in the butt, right? So oftentimes we're trying to find that right outcome measure for the insurance company specifically. Um, what I find is really helpful for my decision-making and my progress is a patient-specific functional scale. So it's that whole pick an activity the athlete wants to get better, the individual wants to get better at, and rate it on a scale of zero to 10. Um, how good are you doing this movement with your injury in mind? So someone that has like a shoulder pain, a bench press might be a five out of 10, right? But someone who has shoulder pain, a jump rope might be a 10 out of 10. Like the jump rope doesn't affect their pain whatsoever. Um, I will write down all the movements that that individual wants to get better at, and they just rate it on a scale of zero to 10. And I can see exactly where they're at, and I can see how they progress along you know, a period of time. Uh, the other thing that's really helpful with this is that based on the number that they give me, I can get an understanding of how much I have to modify their training, right? So if bench press is like a five out of 10 and they're not tolerating it very well, I need to come up with some sort of modification for that. But let's say someone's overhead press is an eight out of 10. Okay. The overhead press probably doesn't need to be modified as much. We have to be a little careful with the volume that the person is being thrown into. Uh, let's say they're going to a CrossFit class. And the shoulder feels decent with overhead press, but there's a thousand overhead press in a given workout. We still probably need to modify that. And I actually use that information to send to um, the individual's coach or personal trainer so that they have an idea of how they need to modify. And over the course of time, we run it again and see if they've made progress and we change modifications based on that. Um, so it's very much an outcome measure that helps me make decisions and also helps the, uh, the people that my client is working with as well. Love it, man. And man, I like how, I mean, you, you, you broke the mold a little bit and said, I'm going to come up with my own outcome scales to an extent, which I think is, is kind of really cool way of doing it because you're right. Sometimes it's like trying to fit like a, uh, what is it? A square peg in a round hole. Sometimes you kind of figure out a better way to do it. And then heck man, I don't know. I, you know what I thought of right there, somebody graded themselves as a six out of 10 with like a, let's say overhead press or something. That's what they want. I mean, I'd have no problem documenting that they have a 40% deficit in, in subjective function of their overhead press. I mean, what a, cool way to document it. I like that. So, um, Len, how about you? I mean, obviously you deal with a lot of post-op, uh, post-op knees, that sort yeah. of thing. Like, like what are we, what are we using with that? And what's your experience been lately? Yeah, I've, uh, I've tried, um, I've tried with some of the subjective scoring, um, cause they're out there, they're validated and they're reliable. So I was like, okay, um, let me see if I can incorporate this. Cause it's something I, ne I never did. And I'm doing this understanding that, that we don't take insurance directly. So I'm doing this for my own thought process and the person's ability to assess themselves. I don't have to submit anything to an insurance company, unlike what the question asked. Um, and my experience with using these is um, I treat a lot of high school guys and girls, females, and they just completely lie about their scores. Um, I mean, just like they are ready to get back to their sport at four or five, six months after surgery. Um, 
mentally. Now, I, I put this on social media recently. I think it was on Twitter. And people, we went back and forth in a, in a nice discussion. And they said, well, give them these quizzes, give them these questionnaires after they do some kind of specific functional test, a hop test or something like that, and see if they still rate themselves. And that's a good point. Maybe I give it to them at the wrong time. I don't know. But I still see uh, a lot of my athletes are rating themselves much higher than what I would perceive them at. So whether it's a Tampa scale, an RSI scale, any kind of ACL outcome scale, looking for kinesiophobia, for fair movement, um, they just rate themselves so much higher than I'm observing because they just want to get back to their sport. So I just, maybe for somebody who I'm observing is fearful of getting back, maybe they are showing signs. Maybe they are still walking with a limp. Maybe I want them to do something. They look at me like deer in headlights, um, like they are afraid to do it. And maybe this, that would pull that out, but I'm, I'm observing it clinically. So I don't know what the questionnaire is going to tell me much more. So I've kind of gotten away from using them because I, I still feel like I can, I can read my athlete uh, it, observing them doing stuff better than uh, almost any any questionnaire I give them. But that's so, going against. I'm going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, it sounds like so answering like so going with JD. You kind of agree with JD a little bit, where yeah, he's, yeah. he's not sure how much it, it does. So, I mean, I, I guess insurance is real. I mean, you have to like keep right. that in mind. So, right. Um, uh, I don't know, Lisa, Dan, like insurance based. Like, are these pretty big insurance insurance companies put a lot of uh, uh, credibility in these outcome scales? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> like, um, okay. Way, way, way too much. And it's, I mean, it's everything Lenny was saying, like you, or, or, and what Dan pointed out, like with the Achilles example, like you, you choose your best outcome measure, but like, it doesn't always help you. So then I feel like it creates more work for you. Cause then you're having to like over extra triple justify elsewhere in your paperwork, like why that patient needs to continue to come to therapy. And it's just right. like, in an insurance-based practice, like there's so much paperwork anyway. So like, my goodness, if you just removed that piece, which they require, like they a hundred percent require an outcome measure of some sort, but like, you know, if you're, you're, you're almost having to just like fight against it like half the time. Um, Right. Yeah. It's, it's not easy. Yeah. I, 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 I have a lot of thoughts about this, just arguing with a whole bunch of insurance companies, you know Um, what's really tough is that, Insurance companies like specific outcome measures, and these specific outcome measures don't always capture function, right? Like I said before, if you have someone with an Achilles rupture and you give them an LEFS, right, which insurance companies generally like, it's not going to show much progress, but they still have big time functional deficits, even though the LEFS looks awesome. And then the insurance company is going to utilize that information to cut that person off because it looks like they're doing great. When in reality, you're not capturing the problem. And if you use an appropriate outcome measure, it might not be validated. The insurance company might not reimburse just because they don't understand that outcome measure. So you're playing this game, right? It's very challenging to try to find that right outcome measure they actually, you know, will utilize, you know? And the other thing that's really challenging, like Lenny's saying, is that people don't always understand how to to fill out the outcome measures, right? They're supposed to be honest, but oftentimes they're going to say they're doing terrible because they want more insurance reimbursement. And they keep on saying they're doing terrible to show that they have a problem, but the insurance company says, Hey, you're not making progress. We'll cut you off. Right. <laughs> it comes to this game where you're trying to tell people how to fill out the outcome measure. And now you're skewing the results, but all clinics are doing this because they want their patients to get the care they need. Right. So it's just a, a very, challenging system, right? And I understand why they're trying to do it. I mean, a PT can very easily just, you know, work with someone forever and do something that's not helpful for them. 
Um, but the other side of the equation is that it's an imperfect system and it's very frustrating and it creates a lot more work for the physical therapist. Yeah. It's super gameable. It seems right too. And I think we talked about that with the students yesterday. I think Katie said that or somebody brought that up too, is it's super gameable. I mean, you can just, you just lie or you just, you know, or, or, or you're confused. You don't understand the question. Well, you know what I mean? Like, so, um, so, you know, super interesting. So like, I, I think that's a good summary. I mean, Mike, you want to add anything? I mean, well, I was just going to say from a purely clinical perspective, taking insurance companies out of it, uh, you're constantly assessing. So if you're introducing a new uh, exercise, say you're going from a bilateral landing drill to a unilateral landing drill, the unilateral landing drill is your outcome measure for how effective your bilateral landing drill was. If they, if you prepared them for that drill, you're going to be able to tell. So you just con- I'm just constantly assessing and that's what kind of guides my decision making pro- uh, process. So, yeah, I think we agree with JD. I mean, we don't feel like these outcome measures, especially the subjective ones that are mostly subjective based ones, right? Really probably guide us enough, right? So, um, I, you know, I'll give a little credit to outcome measures for maybe one thing, right? If you're trying to justify to somebody their lack of progress or that they're not quite ready or something like that, and you want to pull that out and show them that their score is too low or they don't meet criteria to start something. As long as you have like an honest conversation, maybe you can use it, you know, for that sort of thing, or you could, you could use it to monitor progress. There are a couple of potential like positive reasons why you do it, but is it going to make a big difference on our, on our treatment approach? Probably not. Um, and yeah, it's a super gameable thing. So, you know, I think we're in a jam a little bit as a profession, if insurance companies are putting so much credence into it, that's, that's, that's an annoying thing. Right. But they probably are because they know all the same reasons we do. And they, they're using it as a reason to, to, to be negative, they either, like Lisa said, annoy us. Right. So that way we just stop. Right. Or like Dan said, to either justify stopping because they're either doing too good or too bad. <laughs> right. Like that's crazy. Right. Like that they have a tool that they're making us use to justify these things. So anyway, I mean, whatever insurance is evil. Right. We'll end on that. How about, how about that? But awesome. So, all right, good episode. Good question, JD. Hopefully that was helpful. I think we agree with you that there's there's some issues. So, you know, I mean, I don't know if we, we shed much light on that, but at least a little bit from our perspective, some of the pros and cons of these things. So great question. If you have more like that, head to micronaldcom Please click on that podcast link, ask away, and be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and Spotify so we keep doing this. Thank you so much. See you guys next episode. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, head to MikeRinald.com slash podcast and fill out the form to submit your question. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please share this with your friends to help spread the word. It would really mean so much to us. Please check out all my online courses, articles, newsletter, and more at MikeRinald.com. There's always a ton of great perks for my newsletter subscribers. And be sure to check for my other podcast, the Sports Physical Therapy Podcast, where I go deep into topics and interview leaders within our field. See you on the next episode.